Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia at en.wikipedia.org. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is a 2008 platform game developed by Rare and published by Microsoft Game Studios for the Xbox 360. Set eight years after Banjo-Tooie, 2000, Nuts and Bolts follows Banjo and Kazooie as they compete with the witch Gruntilda for ownership of their home. Although Nuts and Bolts retains the structure of previous Banjo-Kazooie games, collecting jigsaw puzzle pieces to progress, it shifts the focus from exploration to vehicle construction. The player designs vehicles, including automobiles, boats, and airplanes, and uses them to complete challenges across various worlds. In multiplayer modes, players can compete or share their vehicles over Xbox Live. Nuts and Bolts entered production following the completion of Grabbed by the Ghoulies 2003 and was developed by the same team behind the Nintendo 64 Banjo games led by designer Greg Mayles. It began as a remake of Banjo-Kazooie 1998, but was repurposed as an original game. Rare sought a broad audience and, wanting to evolve the platform genre, introduced vehicular gameplay to take advantage of the Havoc physics engine. The customization elements originated from the Rare co-founder Tim Stamper's suggestion for a game similar to connecting Lego bricks. The soundtrack was composed by Robin Beanland, Dave Klinick, and Grant Kirkhope in his final work for Rare. Nuts and Bolts was released in November 2008. It drew criticism from fans for departing from the Banjo-Kazooie gameplay, but received generally positive reviews. Critics considered the vehicle editor robust and praised the visuals, music, and creativity, though they found some challenges tedious, and some questioned the new direction. Nuts and Bolts was a commercial disappointment, selling 140,000 copies in the United States by the end of 2008. Afterwards, Microsoft laid off staff at Rare and restructured them as a Kinect and Avatar-focused developer. In the decade following its release, Nuts and Bolts' reputation improved, though it remains divisive. Some journalists reappraised it as the best Banjo-Kazooie game, while others felt it failed to provide the series' gameplay. Nonetheless, its focus on construction and player freedom has been considered ahead of its time, predating popular games such as Minecraft 2011 and Fallout 4 2015. Nuts and Bolts was among the 30 games included in Rare's 30th anniversary compilation, Rare Replay 2015, and one of the first added to the Xbox One's catalog of backward-compatible Xbox 360 games. It remains the most recent Banjo-Kazooie game, despite fan interest in a continuation. Section 1. Gameplay Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is a 3D platform game in which the player controls the bear and bird duo of Banjo and Kazooie to construct vehicles and complete challenges. The player finds, or earns, vehicle components and blueprints across six worlds to give their vehicles new traversal abilities and complete further challenges. The story is set eight years after Banjo-Tooie, 2000. Banjo and Kazooie's archenemy, the witch Gruntilda, returns to their homeland, Spiral Mountain, for revenge. The Lord of Games, L.O.G., who claims to have created every video game, interrupts them and proposes a vehicle-based competition with the winner to own the mountain. The player starts in the Hub World, Showdown Town, a city where they can explore and converse with non-player characters, NPCs. The player uses vehicle components, of which there are more than 1,600 options, to build vehicles including automobiles, helicopters, submarines, hovercrafts, 
boats, and airplanes in Mumbo's Motors, a workshop in the hub. Another character in the hub lets the player purchase additional vehicle parts and blueprints. The player can test drive their creations to determine potential improvements. Like previous Banjo-Kazooie games, the player collects golden jigsaw puzzle pieces, jiggies, to progress. To do so, they partake in jiggy games, time-limited minigame challenges, including races, combat, deliveries, transporting NPCs, and an embedded side-scrolling parody minigame featuring the character Klungo. The challenges accept multiple solutions depending on the vehicle the player uses and reward a jiggy to be claimed from a dispenser in the hub. The player receives a trophy for surpassing a challenge's best time. Collecting four trophies earns an additional jiggy. There are a total of 131 jiggies, and additional worlds open when specific jiggy thresholds are met. Nuts and Bolts removes the exploration-based platforming that characterized its predecessors, but the player may disembark from their vehicle to explore on foot. Banjo and Kazooie can grab ledges, swim underwater, balance on tight ropes, and jump. They do not retain their traversal and combat abilities from prior games, but Kazooie can use a spanner as a melee weapon. Their agility and the spanner's attack power can be upgraded in the hub. Scattered around the worlds are collectible musical notes, which serve as currency to purchase blueprints and parts. Musical notes vary in value by color, gold, silver, or bronze. Players who own Nuts and Bolts and Banjo-Kazooie on the same Xbox 360 can unlock bonus content, such as novelty vehicle parts. Local and online multiplayer modes let up to eight players compete in challenges, such as races and association football, and battle opponents cooperatively. Players can compete using custom or pre-made vehicles and share vehicle blueprints over Xbox Live. Section 2. Development Section 2.1, Conception. Rare began discussing ideas for a third Banjo-Kazooie game after Banjo-Tooie's release in 2000. Although Rare generally resisted continual sequels, they knew they were not finished with Banjo, having teased another game at the end of Tooie. Rare became part of Microsoft Game Studios when Microsoft acquired them in 2002 and obtained the Banjo intellectual property rights from Nintendo. The Banjo team wanted the third game to feature game mechanics that were impossible on older hardware and did not think it was possible to build a worthy successor until the Xbox 360's release in 2005. What became Nuts and Bolts entered development after Rare completed Grabbed by the Ghoulies, 2003, their first game for Microsoft's Xbox. Greg Mails led the 71-member team, which included the core members of the Nintendo 64 Banjo team, Nuts and Bolts, Rare's first Xbox 360-specific project, began as a remake of the first Banjo-Kazooie, featuring cooperative gameplay, an idea suggested by Rare co-founder Tim Stamper. However, staff felt the effort it took to recreate the environments would be better spent on a new game and feared that audiences would dismiss the remake as a rehash. They retooled the project and decided to diverge from the series' typical gameplay believing that audiences were uninterested in traditional platformers. Rare settled on featuring Banjo and Gruntilda in a competition. The initial concept was a platform game wherein an AI-controlled Gruntilda would interfere with the player's progress. As developing such sophisticated AI would be difficult, they shifted to exploring how to make traversal as fun as obtaining objectives. 
In a departure from their previous reliance on proprietary software, Rare used the third-party Havoc physics engine and added cars and vehicle gameplay to take advantage of the engine's capabilities. When Stamper suggested making a game like an interactive Lego set, Rare built a prototype to customize vehicles with blocks and put them in a level they had developed for the remake. From there, nuts and bolts began to take form, and development continued for the next two years. It was the first Banjo-Kazooie game developed without Nintendo, though Males said that this did not change Rare's development process. Rare and Microsoft wanted Nuts and Bolts to establish Banjo as an Xbox brand mascot, equivalent to Nintendo's Mario. Nuts and Bolts' working titles included Banjo 3, Banjo Buildy, and Banjo 3E, but Males chose Nuts and Bolts to appeal to non-fans and differ from previous titles. Section 2.2 Design Rare developed Nuts and Bolts using a modified version of their Viva Pinata 2006 game engine. They wanted to reach a broad audience of players, old and new, with accessibility they felt the Xbox 360 library lacked. They avoided overwhelming the player with vehicle components, made game progression open-ended, and provided vehicle blueprints for beginners while tailoring replay value and the vehicle editor for experienced players. While the team did not feel pressured to match previous games, Rare sought to stay faithful to the series. Males and Rare head Mark Betteridge said its humor, characters, structure, and feel remained the same, and they still considered Nuts and Bolts a platformer despite the focus on vehicles. Males wanted Nuts and Bolts to be a fresh start for the franchise, in a genre he felt had grown unpopular, stagnant, and in the case of Banjo-Tooie's objectives, tedious. He thought vehicles would make exploration more fun, since he found traveling to objectives was often the weakest part of platformers. The game design grew from this. Males expected the new direction to unsettle fans initially, but hoped they would come to appreciate it. This approach necessitated larger worlds and extensive playtesting, which took months due to the number of parts and their possible combinations. Game balance was complicated, as the non-linear gameplay meant each tester approached objectives differently, though the game changed little during its testing phase. Rare also faced difficulty making the 3D vehicle editor simple and understandable. Early editors required players to keep parts attached to vehicles or they would fall, this was changed to make building feel more like a Lego set, so players could see all their parts and choose where to put them. As with Viva Pinata, Males wanted nuts and bolts to look distinct. To reflect the vehicle building theme, Rare designed the worlds to appear imperfectly constructed, with gears in the sky, clouds hanging from cables, and patchwork covering the ground. In contrast, the hub was designed to look real, taking inspiration from the layout and topography of Tenby, Wales, and St. Malo, France. The designers felt those cities' winding paths enticed people to explore around corners. Rare initially reused Banjo and Kazooie's design from the Nintendo 64 games, but thought it lacked charm as a high-polygon model. After several redesigns, the team chose a blockier design with sharp edges reminiscent of an upscaled low-polygon model, which they felt fit Nuts and Bolts' direction. Lee Loveday wrote the Nuts and Bolts script, which features self-deprecating humor, referencing other rare games, and the state of the video game industry. Loveday, who had not written for a rare game since Jet Force Gemini 1999, 
had to balance the distinctive speech ticks of the banjo cast with making gameplay details clear and was required to write in American English rather than British English. Rare used Comic Sans for the dialogue since it was readable on both high-definition and standard-definition displays. Males ensured that the script retained the series' humor, and Banjo-Kazooie's programmer, Chris Sutherland, provided Banjo's voice. The team considered using full voice acting instead of the series' usual mumbling voices, but males felt this would have ruined the Banjo charm. Section 2.3. Music. Banjo series composer Grant Kirkhope returned to compose Nuts and Bolts, alongside Robin Beanland and Dave Klinick. Performed by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, it comprises rearrangements of Kirkhope's tracks from Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, alongside new material. Kirkhope's new tracks incorporated references to past compositions. His first track was a rearrangement of the Spiral Mountain theme using a real banjo recorded in Pro Tools. He intended the rearrangement to sound a little rough around the edges, imagining Banjo sitting there trying to remember how he played the banjo all those years ago. The Nuts and Bolts soundtrack was Kirkhope's final work for Rare, having worked there since October 1995. He described composing it as a distressing time. Given the popularity of his first two banjo soundtracks, Kirkhope felt it was fitting that Nuts and Bolts was his final work. Though Kirkhope had hoped to handle the Nuts and Bolts sound himself, this was unmanageable as he was also composing Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise 2008. Beanland and Clinic joined up to help compose, and the sound design was handled by the rest of Rare's music team. Something Else Music Works published the soundtrack in 2009. Section 3. Release Microsoft announced an Xbox 360 Banjo-Kazooie game as in development at its X06 conference in September 2006, with an animated trailer but no release date or gameplay details. Apart from confirming in early 2007 that Males and the original Banjo-Kazooie team were returning, with unexpected elements for the franchise, Rare did not want to show off the game before they felt it was ready, and remained silent about the project throughout the year, to the point that, in November, they had to deny a rumor that it had been cancelled. In February 2008, Microsoft Game Studios announced that the game would be released around the 2008 Christmas shopping season. On its recently created website, Rare challenged fans to guess the game's plot on April Fool's Day 2008. Microsoft formally announced Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts during its Spring Showcase event in May, a few days after screenshots leaked. During its E3 2008 conference, Microsoft showcased a Nuts and Bolts trailer and provided a demo to attendees. VG247 named Nuts and Bolts among the best games showcased at E3 2008 and IGN wrote Microsoft and Rare tailored the E3 demo to show that it was a natural continuation for the franchise. They felt it retained the series' core elements while introducing fresh ideas to a genre that has fallen out of favor with gamers. Conversely, 1UP.com was left unconvinced that the shift in direction was for the best, finding vehicles difficult to control and the level of freedom daunting. The game won IGN's Xbox 360 Best of E3 Special Achievement for Innovation Award alongside nominations for Best Platform Game, Best Artistic Design, and Game of the Show, as well as a Best Platform Game nomination for their overall Best of E3 awards. Microsoft invited journalists to its UK headquarters in Reading, Berkshire. 
to play Nuts and Bolts in September, and Rare released a demo via the Xbox Live Marketplace in October. The X06 reveal led to excitement from Banjo-Kazooie fans, as it marked Banjo and Kazooie's first major appearance since Tui. But Nuts and Bolts proved divisive following its announcement. While some observers found the possibilities offered by vehicle construction exciting, the new direction confused others. Banjo-Kazooie fans had desired for the first Xbox Banjo-Kazooie game to build on its predecessor's gameplay, and Nuts and Bolts' departure from the series' style left many angry. Hardcore gamers said the new direction was seen as a giant middle finger to fans. Game Revolution said the release was undeniably defined by the cries of longtime fans feeling as if they had been wronged. It was impossible to read about Nuts and Bolts without hearing how upset Xbox 360 owners were that the game wasn't a traditional platformer. They noted, part of the discourse was rooted in console war sentiments, as some backlash came from Nintendo fans who remained bitter over Microsoft's acquisition of Rare. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts released in North America on 11 November 2008 and three days later in Europe. Those who pre-ordered Nuts and Bolts received the Xbox version of Banjo-Kazooie for free. Nuts and Bolts sold 140,000 copies in the United States during its first month on sale and over 100,000 copies in the United Kingdom by 2010. It was added to Microsoft's Platinum Hits budget game line in January 2010, indicating sales of at least 400,000 copies within nine months of its release. Despite this, Nuts and Bolts was considered a commercial disappointment. Fable 2, another late 2008 Microsoft game, sold 1.2 million copies in the United States within the same time frame as Nuts and Bolts 140,000. GameZone attributed the lackluster sales to poor marketing during a holiday season filled with high-profile releases. Though Nuts and Bolts underperformed, Rare was satisfied with the released product. Section 4. Reception Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts received generally favorable reviews, according to the review aggregate website Metacritic. Critics considered Nuts and Bolts a unique experience, which IGN and Eurogamer said would satisfy gamers willing to invest time in playing it. Rare's reputation had declined in the years following their acquisition by Microsoft. 1UP.com said Nuts and Bolts puts the ailing developer on the road back to relevancy with Game Informer adding it proved Rare was still capable of innovation. Critics commended its visuals, describing the game world as big, cartoonish, colorful, and varied. Videogamer.com and Wired singled out the hub's scale and quality for particular praise, and GamePlanet and GameSpy favorably compared its visuals to Viva Pinata's. Some criticized its frame rate for occasional instability, GameSpot said frame rate dips protracted races and buying items. Videogamer.com said Nuts and Bolts would be the best-looking Xbox 360 game, but for its unstable frame rate. Reviewers praised its soundtrack as fitting and adapting to the player's surroundings. Many considered its vehicle editor a highlight. Critics found it deep, to the point that Game Informer considered it a game in and of itself, Absorbing and well-designed, requiring players to use their imagination and conceive crafty solutions to problems. While 1UP.com considered this to be nuts and bolts heart, Eurogamer and Wired felt the concept failed to amount to consistently fun gameplay. IGN and GameSpy, though enjoying the gameplay overall, found the vehicle editor complex and potentially limiting the appeal to less experienced players. GameSpot and GameSpy criticized the vehicles as difficult to control. 
GameSpy found this particularly frustrating given how significantly the vehicles factor into the experience. The online multiplayer mode and the competition among custom vehicles it encouraged was consistently praised. Eurogamer said it was where Nuts and Bolts' best qualities were consolidated. And 1UP.com enjoyed observing how different players overcame the same situation. Conversely, IGN thought it worked better in theory than in practice, finding the amount of strategy it required off-putting. Reviewers enjoyed exploring the worlds. 1UP.com and GameSpot thought Rare made exploration fun and not a burden necessary to find minigames, which GameSpot said was a problem in previous games. Eurogamer and Wired considered the Klungo minigame a highlight. Though they called the exploration fun, GamePlanet said there was little to do outside completing missions, and some questioned whether Rare's departure from the previous game's platforming was for the best. GameSpy described Rare's decision to forego traditional platforming as brave, but said Nuts and Bolts did not live up as a sequel, while GamesRadar Plus said it was unrecognizable as a banjo game aside from some fan service. Eurogamer wrote Nuts and Bolts' lack of platforming made its flaws more obvious, while IGN said that players should not ignore Nuts and Bolts just because it diverged from its predecessors, and that it was a great change of pace from the usual Xbox 360 fare. Nuts and Bolts features Rare's characteristic humor, and reviewers praised its writing. Game Informer said the writing deftly blends legitimate laughs with a compelling commentary on the state of video games. And GamesRadar Plus appreciated Nuts and Bolts' levity in a landscape full of somber games. Reviewers highlighted Rare's self-deprecation, targeting their failures like Grabbed by the Ghoulies, and jokes about game cliches, gamer culture, and Xbox 360 hardware problems. Though they enjoyed completing challenges, critics felt Nuts and Bolts became tedious as it progressed, crowded by an abundance of racing minigames that prevented players from experimenting. Videogamer.com said the best missions featured some of the most ingenious next-gen gameplay we've seen, but overall, their quality was inconsistent. Eurogamer thought Nuts and Bolts failed to resolve Viva Pinata's problem of a needlessly protracted tutorial that could have been avoided with experimentation and trusting the player's intuition. They also felt the game suffered from repetition, as players could overcome most challenges by simply upgrading their engine. Game Informer and GamesRadar Plus added the game required players to spend considerable time collecting items, even while the script mocks Rare's reputation for making such games. Section 5. Post-Release A month after the release, Rare released a patch to make small dialogue text more readable on standard-definition televisions. In April 2009, Rare released the LOG's Lost Challenges downloadable content, which adds 12 objectives, 7 multiplayer modes, and new achievements. Completing all challenges unlocks a new version of the Klungo minigame. Rare also ran a contest from December 2008 into January 2009 in which players could share their custom nuts and bolts vehicles for a chance for their inclusion in the game. Rare added the seven winners' designs through LOG's Lost Challenges. Nuts and Bolts was among the 30 games included in the Xbox One compilation Rare Replay, released to coincide with Rare's 30th anniversary in 2015. The Rare Replay version runs via an Xbox 360 emulator and includes LOG's Lost Challenges. Rare dedicated one of its Rare Revealed documentaries to the development of Nuts and Bolts. Nuts and Bolts was also one of the first games added to the Xbox One's catalog of backward-compatible Xbox 360 games. 
As an Xbox One X enhanced game, its graphics are upscaled to run at a 4K resolution. Section 6. Legacy Journalists continue to characterize Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts, as divisive. Xbox, the official magazine, wrote that it is commonly described as the black sheep of the Banjo franchise. According to Hardcore Gamer, while Rare's reputation had already declined following the Microsoft buyout, it was Nuts and Bolts that solidified the negativity of the company, its departure from the series' roots seen as a betrayal that eroded fans' trust. In February 2009, Microsoft restructured Rare in response to the lackluster performance of Nuts and Bolts and their other Xbox 360 games, directing them to focus on Xbox Live avatars and the motion control-based Kinect peripheral. Nuts and Bolts was Rare's last non-Kinect game for several years. GamesRadar Plus wrote that, Following it, Rare was continually hit with layoffs, further diluting the brand and reducing the studio's output to minigame collections and the occasional Xbox Live avatar outfit. Nonetheless, Nuts and Bolts' reputation improved in the years following its release. Game Revolution wrote that fans began to judge it on its own merits rather than for what it was not. It was included in the reference book 1001 Video Games You Must Play Before You Die in 2010. Kotaku, revisiting Nuts and Bolts that year, praised it as a brave game that challenged conventional game design by letting players deal with a problem in any way that they wanted, rather than simply solving it. Likewise, Eurogamer wrote in a 2012 retrospective that the customization tools provided versatility that meant it held up well. After Rare Replay's release, GamesRadar Plus expressed pleasure players would be able to experience Nuts and Bolts without the discourse that encircled it in 2008. Reviewers said it was among the compilation's best and praised its unique gameplay. Game Revolution opined that whereas the Nintendo 64 Banjo games had not aged well, Nuts and Bolts still felt fresh a decade following its release, with accessible but advanced customization tools and a script that remained funny a decade later. Polygon said Nuts and Bolts' distinctness made it difficult to remain upset over the shift from traditional platforming. Some retrospective reviewers have reappraised Nuts and Bolts as the best Banjo-Kazooie game, describing it as innovative. Its emphasis on player freedom and construction has been considered ahead of its time. GamesRadar Plus noted that in the years following the release, construction-based games such as Minecraft 2011, Kerbal Space Program 2015, and Fallout 4 2015 became popular and credited Nuts and Bolts with pioneering customization technology that later games would incorporate. Malpas and Males found Minecraft's similarities to Nuts and Bolts striking. The 2019 sandbox game Trailmakers was inspired by Nuts and Bolts, featuring similar vehicle customization tools and design elements. Not all retrospective assessments were positive. GamesRadar Plus and Hardcore Gamer said that while Nuts and Bolts was great when judged individually, fans' dislike was not meritless. GamesRadar Plus said it was a game with an identity crisis, unable to find a balance between continuing the Banjo series and delivering new gameplay. And Hardcore Gamer said it failed to provide Banjo gameplay despite its attempts at fan service. Hardcore Gamer suggested that it should not have featured the Banjo intellectual property. Xbox, the official magazine, felt Nuts and Bolts came at the wrong time and would have been better received if it was released after live streaming platforms became popular due to its focus on clever problem solving. 
In a 2012 appearance on Game Grumps, Kirkhope expressed dissatisfaction with Nuts and Bolts. He felt it was a mistake and Rare should have made a platformer in the style of the previous games instead. He said the decision to focus on vehicles, which he protested, had been motivated by fears a traditional platformer would not sell. In 2019, Kirkhope clarified on Twitter that he considered Nuts and Bolts a good game but believed it should have featured an original intellectual property rather than Banjo. Males echoed these sentiments in a 2020 Xbox, the official magazine retrospective. While he still felt Nuts and Bolts was a proper continuation of the series, Males admitted that maybe it was too radical a departure. Perhaps we should have taken an even bigger risk by removing the game from the Banjo world and building it as something else. Nuts and Bolts remains the most recent Banjo-Kazooie game. Despite fans' resentment of Nuts and Bolts, journalists have noted that they remain interested in another installment. Former Rare personnel established the independent studio Platonic Games in 2014 to develop a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, Ukulele 2017. Additionally, fan requests for Banjo and Kazooie's inclusion in Nintendo's crossover fighting game series Super Smash Bros. led to their addition to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 2018 in 2019. Mail's brother Steve said the enthusiastic responses to their addition could convince Microsoft to commission another Banjo-Kazooie game. This sound file and all text in the article are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 Unported License, available at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by hyphen S-A slash 3.0.